Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Old Hob Old Habits podcast. Whoops. Uh, an Everyman Hybrid podcast where we rewatch the series, go over all the ARG elements uh, on our own, and then reconvene for this podcast to sort of loosely discuss all the plot points, uh, bring our friend Chance along, who is entirely new to the series, and get his thoughts and theories on the story so far. So, for this particular episode, we watched the video last week slash taking it back all the way through to Sigma and also combed through the massive pile of things that happened in between there um, as far as ARG and off YouTube things. Um, I'm going to be making an effort to sort of shorten our playlist from now on so that that doesn't happen. Um, there are a couple things I wanted to mention before we get started today. Um, the first thing is that, like I was saying, there was so much to go over this time that it is likely that we are going to entirely forget pieces of it. Uh, the, the nature of how we discuss this is fairly loose. Um, and we might only hit major points. Um, so if we miss anything particularly important, you can always let us know at oldhabitspod at gmail.com or uh, on our Twitter at oldhabitspod. Um, you can also ask us questions there. We have a question for today that we will get to at the end. And then also, one thing I want to mention before we get started discussing stuff um, is sort of a disclaimer that this is the point at which um, certain Slenderverse series start to cross over, and easily the largest crossover with Everyman Hybrid is from a series called Tribe 12. Um, recently, I would say earlier 2020, um, some not-so-great things were found about the creator and you know protagonist of uh of tribe 12 adam rosner um we wanted to mention that we have all been informed about said things um we'll still be discussing tribe 12 in sort of a very quick simple way uh because it is actually fairly important plot wise to emh uh but we wanted to say we we know about the situation we certainly don't condone any of adam rosner's behavior um and our discussion of his involvement here is strictly for the sake of, you know, making sure all the plot points are covered. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, and yeah, let's let's jump into this because holy hell, there is a lot going on. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> yeah, just uh, a little bit. I don't even know where to start. I know. Uh, I know. So uh, let's for for once in in this entire history of this podcast, let's try to go a little bit chronologically. So let's just touch on last week taking it back of them basically taking Alex's room back from the rake and the discrepancy with the crawl space leading all the way to Bald Paint Mountain. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, my first thought was, why on earth would you crawl into that a place where that creature was? Did, <laughs> were they like unaware of like how dangerous it was, or is Evan just fearless? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there's that. I don't know. A lot of what these guys do is not strictly suggested. So, well, I mean, I guess with like the the forum posts and stuff like that that mm-hmm. we learned about, which which uh, has to do with every man. Oh yeah, we'll we'll finally uh, see. Now it's I'm excited because now is the time that like Mike and I can discuss things amongst ourselves and like also include you on this thing because we've hinted at the existence of the everyman play and the roles and habits whole deal but now it's all out on the table and we can just talk about it yeah i'm I'm like initiate level in the club now i get it one of us (laughs) yeah um anyway beyond that it 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 was obvious that there was some more time fuckery going on. It, like, it had to be because of how they got to, like, spatial warping and all that wonderful stuff mm-hmm. that they've been experiencing. They experience more of it as soon as they go into the crawl space, right? Yeah. I mean, that the mountain should be miles and miles away. What's um, interesting is later on, Evan finds his knife, like, it, like perfectly untouched as if he had done nothing to it from the crawl space. Like he, like it right. wasn't in the crawl space. It was back home. Right. But when he went through the crawl space, like he, he lost his helmet, his knife his like, they all lost their weapons except for, uh, except for Alex. Yeah. I think Alex. that's, yeah, that that's kind of an important, piece to the whole puzzle i think maybe it's not again we can start getting into you know um speculative territory now um i think that's pretty significant that alex keeps his helmet on and the other guys lose everything they had um and it it references back to the 77 of 76 dot avi video i think where we saw this happen essentially before we really knew where it came from. Um, and Alex still had the helmet on there too. Yeah. So it's interesting. Well, that's just what makes me think it was like a a time warp kind of thing because, you know, it's like the knife was never touched. He's in like a different timeline now where they had never even thought about it. Right. Right. And another sort of minor piece to this whole thing is that the guys start, and actually they find the first one in this video, they start getting these pieces of paper that have like chunks of a larger sentence, um, which eventually Noah from Tribe 12 shows that he ended up getting a package with one of those. Um, Other people end up getting the other pieces. Um, which ultimately ends up leading to a Minecraft map, which is exciting and weird and it broadens the multimedia nature of this whole thing. I thought it was cool that it was included. I, I almost thought it was like an accidental ad 
just because I didn't learn, <laughs> I didn't learn anything in the in the Minecraft videos. <laughs> but other than like good luck rabbits was on the sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the it, it it was pretty clear at that point that um habit was kind of let's say hijacking all the accounts. Like yeah. he's, he starts posting to can you see the words? He clearly hijacks the media fire to throw those Minecraft levels up. Um, he seems to. I'll say. It's interesting because habit appears to be very proficient. At like social media accounts and just generally very online. <laughs> Which is yeah. funny because this whole time we have been led down the thought process that Evan doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with computers. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they made a point of it multiple times. So it's... it's. I feel like it was their one attempt to really throw us off the trail there. But obviously it doesn't work very well because it's pretty goddamn obvious at this point what's going on. I mean, my main theory is that obviously habit is like possessing like mm. not maybe not just Evan, but like throughout history having to do with like serial killers in general and just being like the voice that's in their head. Yeah, we get we get chunks of habit lore a, a bit later. I, I still want to try to get through all the other shit before we dive into that yeah, yeah. massive rap haha rabbit hole um so they mention also in this next video it's like very quick they throw up a 30 second video um saying that Jesse's grandmother has been murdered just out of nowhere <laughs> um and and she's going to like look through some old uh, stuff for them and maybe see if they can manage to um, make a connection with what's going on with Dr. Korenthal because she was related to him which leads to one of the most bonkers scenes in the whole series in the uh, storage unit <laughs> yeah also I'll that Evan got really upset when Vinny was recording it yeah true that's a good point. Yeah, he got like irrationally upset. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm wondering if that has to do with the fact that like him and Jesse are intimate. Possibly. Yeah, yeah I, possibly. That's the only reason I could think of. Because otherwise yeah. it just was way out of place. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one thing. I think we actually failed to mention last episode because we had talked about it previously. I think it was already in our heads. Um, but just for listeners, if if you're not following along the series directly or don't remember exactly, um, it is pretty clear at this point that Jesse and Evan are a thing. So that's part of the puzzle, I guess. Yeah. See. But um, um, we we do. Towards the end of that video. See what it is apparently uh, Dr. James Cornthal in the flesh. Yeah. Just, An actual person. He just sort of shows up. Um, 
well, I shouldn't say he just sort of shows up. They are also sort of attacked, I guess would be the word, by Slenderman right before that in yeah. probably the closest, most direct way they've ever interacted with him, where he's just literally standing in the corner of the storage unit as it uh, sort of closes and locks on them unexpectedly. And Vinny starts bleeding or throwing up some black goo um, and like passes out. Uh, Jesse is trying to open the door and it will not open. Just like go get a security guard. And then all the color drops out. The door opens. It's presumably day outside because the light can come in. Um, he comes in, says like, sorry, I failed you guys or whatever. I don't remember. Does he take the, uh, rocking horse out or does he just leave? No, he puts the no, rocking horse yeah. in. Yeah. He puts oh. the rocking horse in there. Oh, cool. Okay, so more time fuckery. So when they go in, there's a rocking horse there. They mention it. I was like, that's creepy. Why did you put that there? Um, and yeah, he shows up and, and puts the rocking horse in. Says, like, sorry, guys. Wish I could have done more. Um, and it's it's black and white for whatever reason, but it doesn't seem as though anything's, like, changed for the guys. Like, yeah. Well, one thing that I noticed was before like before things start getting crazy the rocking horse was moving back and forth and it kind of panned on that for a second that was like moving mm -hmm. and then when Corinthal places the rocking horse in the um storage unit it's going back and forth oh so uh, i don't know if there's some sort of time correlation between like him doing this in the past maybe compared to like what they're going through now or or like it's this will make more sense to you than chance but like maybe it's happening simultaneously like maybe the yeah. rocking horse is rocking as they come in because he literally just set it down in there yeah exactly that's what i was thinking was like it's kind of crossing in between time with what they're doing mm. yeah that's totally possible it was interesting that Corinthal couldn't see them though. Like they they are there, but not really. Mm -hmm. But they could see him for whatever reason. Yeah. Like yeah. Evan explicitly is like, "What the fuck was that?" Uh, yeah. yeah, almost like they were like forced to observe mm. in a weird way. Um, the 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 other thing that they found in there the like the augmented Geiger counter. <laughs> yeah just uh somebody went to lowe's and electric taped a bunch of shit together <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they find that and uh, that becomes like a convoluted device i guess yeah we don't know shit about what that's supposed to be until the end of the playlist we watched down to sigma so for a while they're trying to figure out what it does and and they don't really know I thought it was interesting. I don't know if either of you guys caught it, but um, Evan says something really interesting in one of the videos when actually it's right after the Corinthal connection, one step forward, two steps back, where mm -hmm. Jeff is like researching the stuff they were finding at the library. Um, they have it on the on the table as Jeff's like reading stuff. And Evan points to it and was like, that thing was going off like crazy when Slenderman showed up in 
the storage unit and he specifically says it was rick tick ticking like a motherfucker and that was one of the phrases that was on that first box that was like covered in cryptic shit was oh yeah tick tick yeah rick tick tick goes the man in the woods so i was like holy shit that's a very cool callback yeah yeah i would have never caught that Mm-mm. yeah so that was interesting um and i mean obviously we figure out what it's for later it's it is basically a geiger counter for a specific kind of radiation it's a cryptid counter yeah there basically. you go it's the cryptid counter that's a good name for it okay um and then we get the video of Noah. Um, this this is interesting because, like, at this point, there has been no interaction between Everyman Hybrid and Tribe Twelve. So the people who are watching Tribe Twelve and are just like, "Okay, Slenderverse thing," um, and chances are you were probably watching a couple series at the time. All of a sudden, this random video goes up on Tribe Twelve with like very deliberate purple duct tape mention of Dr. Korenthal and everybody's like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People who aren't watching EMH are like, what the fuck is this? And then people who are watching EMH are like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Plot twist. Yeah. But the, I guess the, the important things to come from that are the fact that Corinthal is a known figure in just the larger Slenderverse mythos. Um, and uh, Noah has a piece of this like riddle phrase that eventually leads to that Minecraft level. That's yeah. about it. There's, there's nothing too deep there. It's interesting. Hmm. Oh, and then we get to probably another one of the more absolutely bonkers moments in the series, May and June, where we start to see the real extent of Alex's denial, and also we get to experience what I'm guessing is a group relapse from the main three guys, where they just go to town on a deer. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let me just like start off with the whole Alex thing too. Like mm-hmm. uh what? I mean they he should have been sent away a while ago to get to go to like a therapist like regularly I to mean, get what... through what he's going through. And I I know that's what like Evan and Yeah. I I think Vinny's pushing for it too. Yeah. They they're trying to get Jeff to to do this for him cuz like the kid walked in with a pre-recording of, I, I don't even know if that was like his real mother. I, I think maybe he just got someone to do that. No, it, it was supposed to be his real mom. Why would she do that? <laughs> I don't Why know. Why would I, she record that? Well, I think, uh, yeah, it's a little, it's hard to believe, but I think the, the idea is like, we've seen Alex on his channel. We know he's a musician. Um, yeah. Maybe he just recorded sounds randomly i think actually in the letter that jeff explains um his parents death i think he does mention that that was something alex did he would like record random sounds and stuff to use in like songs 
So it wasn't too weird that he would just like record his parents saying stuff, but yeah, it is a little awkward. I guess so. the, the the fact that he like still has all of that though, and like gave out like made specific responses ready to go. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it, uh, it get help. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not easy, but definitely, man. Like yeah. if, if if that was real life, I'd I'd be given the same speech. Yeah. And poor Sparky. Oh, Sparky. Yeah. When Evan described like <clears throat> how the rake was basically using it as like a lure. Oh like, my god, I know. Yeah. Pretending yeah. that it was still alive. And it mm-hmm. actually like worked enough to fool him. Yeah. That's... That like gave me shivers. <laughs> well, it's interesting too because they they discuss it in we're actually I think we should talk more about the deer. But we're also coming up on dash dot dash dot, which is maybe the single most important video in the entire series. And Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be up front and say I completely missed putting it in our playlist. So we didn't even rewatch this until today. (laughs) So this is probably the most fresh in our mind. Um, But yeah, even even in there, um, there are those sort of cut in moments of them having the discussion about the rake and being like why hasn't this thing killed us yet it it could have easily destroyed us the the second we got fooled by the sparky thing why is it like leaving us alone it makes no sense yeah it i mean there's a lot to talk about with that video (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i i definitely i want to i want to focus on the deer for a minute Yes, me too. Just because we're we'll get sidetracked off of it if we keep talking about the the slash dot slash mm-hmm. video. Um. So, from my understanding, they the three of them can hear something in the woods. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's audible to us. It's not. I was gonna say we we can't hear anything. Daniel and can't hear anything, and neither can Alex. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, they go into the woods. Slendy is like out in a, a like a single frame or so in Alex's camera, and he's like, "Oh crap, I see it." Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, because isn't it like specifically that he can't detect anything going on with him? I, I don't know. It's just. It's just weird that they explicitly mention that like he can't hear all the stuff that's supposedly going on and like Daniel doesn't say he he sees anything. So I don't know. I think there's something about it's very clear at this point that these three guys are special in some way, right? And Alex is not necessarily but there are these little moments where he's like pulled into this whole thing and he's, he's sort of uh, in a really unfortunate way, sort of dragged in just by proxy because he's nearby, even though like it's very clearly targeting the other three. Yeah. So I, I think that's just sort of an, an acknowledgement of that is just that like Alex's proximity to, the, to this whole thing for so long is giving him like a weird insight into it that he shouldn't necessarily have. 
I mean, that would make sense. Or maybe, like, because he's just close to them, hmm. like, their experience expands onto him in that moment. Yeah. But that, that, would all, that would have to make sense for Daniel, too, though. So I think your theory is probably more correct. Yeah, because Daniel hasn't been around for a minute. He just kind of shows back up and starts hanging out again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting that, like, <clears throat> similar to the Candle Cove stuff that we're going to talk about soonish, um, for this like moment where they just kind of freak out, they it, it's weird. It's almost like they're not themselves. It's almost like they know more than they have. Like they. They go right to the shed. They grab stuff. Vinny like grabs an axe. He's like, yeah, this is going to be perfect. Like, it's almost like they've done it before. And like, they're just running through the motions of like, let's let's get it. Let's hunt the damn Slender Man down. Here we go. Like, it, it's not even a it's just reflex, basically. Yeah, like they don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, and, and specifically, they're they think they found Slenderman or whatever they were or the ra- Yeah, or the I, I thought it was going to be the rake. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. They don't specify, but I I assume it's Slenderman just because they mention hearing stuff, and that's always brought up in like the Slenderman mythos that you like hear sirens and like kids laughing and stuff. I I in my head that's what they were hearing. Yeah, I, uh, well, without, you know, actually hearing what they were hearing, we wouldn't know. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, uh, what they specifically end up doing is, is, which is later elaborated by Jeff. Yes. That it's, a, it's a deer. Yep. And, and they, they straight up murder it. What? I don't did know they how have, they did. They have weapons. Yeah, they went to the shed and they grabbed like. Uh, I mean, Evan obviously had a machete. Um, oh, that was another. Oh yeah, thing. the emergency <laughs> backup machete. <laughs> the emergency machete he keeps <laughs> under Vinny's car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah, and Vinny had like, no fucking idea. He's like, "When were you going to tell me about?" It? I mean, it might be a good idea. Like, if they ever got pulled over, not that the police bother with them ever, but. Hmm. If they ever got pulled over, it's like, oh, you realize that you're keeping a machete concealed under your bumper. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Evan grabs that. Uh, Vinny grabs an axe. I think Jeff grabs like a pair of head shears or something. Yeah. I I, after the machete thing, I just like blanked on what (laughs) I had. I totally yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> One of those great EMH comedic moments. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they 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 end up murdering this deer. Mm-hmm. They get back. They don't real like like they realize that they were doing it, but they couldn't stop themselves. And Jeff is just like, "Why did we do that?" Yeah, he's freaked out. Vinny is just sort of deflecting. He's like, "I don't know, man." I was just watching myself do it. I don't know. Yeah, like he, he said, I could only watch. Yeah. And I mean, that, and, that, <laughs> that'll that relate to the play, but we'll get there. 
Yeah. Um, and and Evan is like licking the blood off of his fingers. He's just completely feral in that moment. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. e- just Evan things, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Yeah. I mean there was a lot to glean from that just based on like my previous theories of like their personalities lining up. I guess for something that I don't know about yet or <laughs> or didn't know about. I I guess I kind of have a clue now with the play. Yeah. But Oh, it's it's it was a weird one. Mhm. Yeah, and and like I said, my my personal theory there is kind of just like we're experiencing another one of those like group relapses that the Mining Town 4 kids have. Yeah seems like that's it's just one of those weird episodes yeah that they experience when they're together mm-hmm. so we are now up to dash dot dash dot which I'm being reminded now is the last letter we need to make a word so the hidden videos so far have spelled out S O A H. This would make C. So we are now at Soak or Chaos spelled backwards. Of course. <laughs> and considering who's probably been uploading these, yeah. <sighs> but. We now are to the spot that I know Mike has sort of alluded to a couple times. Uh, here we are at Candle Cove or the Candleverse. The Candle Cove. I, I prefer using the term Candle Cove because it it ties everything together nicely into this like creepypasta expanded universe we have going on. Um, but yeah, it, it's also largely referred to as the candle verse, um, because things are clearly very different here. Um, the guys are speaking to each other as if they basically have everything under control and they know about all the things going on. Evan directly refers to habit having told him stuff. Um, it's a very weird situation. It it appears as if we're seeing the guys at a point much, much, much further down the line. But at the same time, Evan mentions Habit saying he's going to start this tournament thing, which would have been a while in the past because we we're already like midway through the trials. Yeah. Well, I mean... With all the time fuckery that's going on, it's hard to like say what is and isn't in the rules of what can happen. Yeah. It it's like maybe the entire tournament is already like it it, it happens, but it as soon as he like plans it, it goes into the past. Hmm. It Again, it's just me spitballing like theories at at it because there's there isn't really any rules uh, defining what I can come up with as a theory for the time stuff because it's it's time fuckery. It yeah. can be anything. 
it's really it's really hard and i guess we should also say where we're at in the trials at this point um we got trial five and trial six um i think we never talked about trial four with the poem being recited publicly um but that was that kind of just no we did did? okay cool Mm -hmm. good 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 um yeah so trial five was to it was actually pretty simple all things considered uh was to create a beautiful handmade gift for a loved one and like present it to them and say it's like a representation of uh your love for them and then destroy it in front of them and tell them habit made you do it um so there's that and then trial six was the most uh i i told chance when we were going over it that were i to have been participating in the trials this is easily where i would have been eliminated uh because holy shit anxiety um it was to organize a public protest with at least 10 people at like your municipal seat of government and demand the removal of the top official and and insist that they be replaced with habit i was very surprised to learn well from from my understanding of what you told me how many people actually participated in this oh yeah by the way if you're listening to this and and weren't uh current when it was like actually happening you can actually go on youtube and see the playlists of the videos that people uploaded for trials and there are a handful of people actually doing this and it's kind of crazy i i will never understand that but then again that's that's me so (laughs) yeah i just didn't want to i didn't want to like slam into the candle cove stuff without briefly mentioning where we were in the trials yeah um just because and also there was a whole fucking deal with the warren jester it's not huge i don't want to spend too much time on it i want to make sure that we devote like at least most of this episode to the everyman play and candle cove because that's where our speculation is going to come from um but yeah there was this weird moment where at trial six the rabbit who had been uh designated warren jester and was told he was going to get a prize for it was basically like i've received my prize and i'm not going to discuss the contents of it unless you let me through this trial without me participating he basically held the content hostage and that eventually led to him uploading videos of like his house being broken into and his friends taken hostage and him being beat up and all this crazy stuff. Um, and eventually habit like forced him to confess that he never got the box and he was bullshitting the whole time. And he put it up to a vote of the other rabbits, whether to like eliminate him or let him through, which they almost unanimously decided to eliminate him. Um, To this day, I don't think it was ever confirmed whether or not that was actually him trying to game jack or if it was set up by the EMH guys as like a plot point. But regardless, it happened. 
I just wanted to put it in there to say that like that was a thing that existed for a while and was pretty controversial. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more believable it is that there would actually be someone of that type of personality to try and hold the entire thing hostage. Because think of like the type of people that were would be attracted to participate in some of like the the less savory challenges and like do it legit. Right. And I mean, it's not like they didn't get a laugh out of it. I mean, Habit <laughs> tweeted, he was like, Rabbit 52 has been granted passage to the next trial. I have yet to decide what to do in regards to his gambit. You sicken me, but I applaud your tenacity, sucker railroad spike. <laughs> like <laughs> there was there was some playfulness going on there, so Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. No, I uh Beyond that though. I'm just thinking to were we at May and June? Yeah, we were sort of discussing both May and June and dash dot dash dot with the Candle Cove stuff. Oh, okay, okay. I just wanted to go on that tangent so that we didn't completely brush over it. Since we were mentioning yeah. the trials anyway. So. Um, anyway, with Candle Cove, not to get like super jumpy all over the place, but um, we see Evan has handcuffs on. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, like you said, it, it's they're like aware of everything that's going on, including apparently a creature that just like hovers around them with a camera, like they're aware of it. Yes, this is the thing Mike and I mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago. Um, <clears throat> there is yet another kind of cryptid that we have not discussed yet, and this is the first time it's directly referenced. Um, but yeah, there is a first-person camera that we don't know who's holding it. And then Vinny at one point, like pushes it away. It's like, Oh, you're disgusting. I don't, I can't get used to them. And Jeff's like, yeah, those thousand yard stairs. Mm -hmm. And this continues. And there's a couple theories on what these things are. Um, But so far, all we know is that they exist. They can supposedly film stuff, um, but they are like, physical creatures that's the most we can really glean from this particular video and in like i'm guessing like every instance before this or maybe after it but wherever they are (laughs) chronologically speaking um they just never noticed them before or were Mm. they like invisible um Mm. that's probably a question that you can't answer. Yes, that's the question I can't answer because I know I know the moments you're talking about, and I kind of have an answer for them. Because but, it would be obvious. It would be obvious to me. I would think. Yes. Yeah, they would be. Okay, so I'm not entirely crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, so I know you. When I first watched this video, I couldn't hear shit, and I had to like go read the transcript. Um, I know you said you got pretty much a good idea of it, but I do want to go over the transcript for the episode just because the conversation here supports a lot of theories that start cropping up over the course of the series. Yeah. So the conversation that actually takes place is Jeff, those holding up, 
Evan, they're doing good. He clinks his cuffs. Vince, remember, Jeff, I've got the keys, so if anything goes down, gotta protect the package. Every man. Uh, and then... Uh, cameraman pans across shack to the back with missing wall overgrown vegetation. Not important. Evan, jump in front of him. Jeff, throw them in the woods and run. Evan, ha. Vince, not that I don't trust you, Evan, just... Uh, the cameraman begins to walk behind Vince. Evan, oh no, bro, don't worry about it, man. I fucking fully understand. You guys get the fuck out if anything slips or goes fucking south. Um, and then they have... that cuts to them talking about the rake. Um, it cuts to them talking to Daniel, where they say that, like, Sparky's died and such. And then cut back to Candle Cove. Vince, uh, that would be Steph. Evan, yeah. Vince, has anyone you haven't seen her? Evan, no, I haven't seen her later, lately. I was wondering about that, too. Jeff, don't know if that's a good thing or not. Vince, never seems to want us together. Jeff, 19 years go by, so that's specific. Uh, you forget. For a moment, I thought it was all real. Uh, Vinny's basement stuff. Um, cut to Steph looking down and cleaning her glasses. That was a weird cut. Um, yeah. But then they go back. Jeff, with no idea that we were even looking for her. You know what I mean? I'm saying, Evan, ha ha ha. Jeff, just when you start feeling like you know I can get used to this, that's when you know shit's about to go down. So I guess we'll see her soon enough. And then Vinny says... Well, I've had a warning the past couple of weeks, I guess. I guess you can call them weeks. I don't, you know, who knows time with wherever the fuck we are. But uh, something big's going to happen, gentlemen. I can feel it. And then Jeff says, ever ambitious. Uh, cut to Vince's basement. Cut back to Candle Cove. Evan, yeah. Vinny, I just don't know what. Evan, you've got one of those fucking things next to you. Uh, Vince just tells it to get the fuck out of here. Jeff could never get used to that thousand mile stairs. Vince, I say let him watch if he wants to have his little game. So that kind of ties them to habit in a way. Yeah, like he's observing everything that's going on through these creatures. There's some kind of sound of communication that's not a language that we can understand, possibly coming from whatever or whoever is holding the camera. Vince seems to respond to it. Exactly. If he wants to have his little game, let it happen. Uh, Evan says, speaking of games, I got news from Habit. He's starting to make this fucking contest in a couple months. So this was a while before. Think it's going to be, think it's going to have something to do with us. Jeff, what? Evan, I don't know. I don't know what he's looking to do. He gets more and more elaborate each time we see him. Evan, he's just as crazy. Jeff, we know why that is. Hmm. Um, cut to Con Candle Cove. Evan, so I, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but they... He got the doctor. Jeff, how long ago was that? Evan, five years. Wow. Um, okay, and then it shows Jeff in the field with his mom and dad. Uh, back to Candle Cove. Evan, yeah, he put up a hell of a fight, though. The guy was a fucking champ. Vinny, you of all people would know. Evan, oh shit, yeah, man, right here, boom. He, like, punches himself. Jeff, that's like 30-something years that guy trucked on. Vince, for us, it was all for us, too. Evan, if he didn't piss off those fucking things. So, 
Let's see. They're like alluding that maybe it was kind of his fault that everything's going on. Or at least his fault that things didn't end well. Yeah. Um, so Jeff, he went down with a bang, eh? Evan, yeah, he did. He did. Vince doesn't know when to stop. Jeff, I expected nothing less of him. I guess when we're done with this iteration, we'll have a nice little war buddy to talk with him. Vince, ha, huh, except we won't be the uh, American Legion. Fuck. Jeff, no fucking with that. Vince, it's dark, though. And then that's when Evan starts to get up. He seems to realize that habits on the way and he freaks out trying to get the keys from Jeff. That is the single most important conversation in this story. Yeah. Like, it's... I don't know. It's so much to think about. Like, I'm having trouble processing everything and, like, coming up with, like, theories anymore because I'm like, wait a minute, that might be wrong. Yeah. I'll Uh, say... I'll say... This isn't necessarily spoilery because this was a conversation that started happening right when this video came out. Um, Jeff's use of the word iteration um, spawned one of the largest theories in the whole thing. Um, and like, maybe we should discuss that. Um, I don't know. That, I, <laughs> that there's multiple versions of them? Yes. Yeah. Uh, do, Mike, do you think you could under... like? How how good is your grasp on iteration theory? Uh, not great. Okay. Like, I understand it a little bit, but right. I haven't really delved too deep into all the theories. Right. Okay, so I would say at this point, there were like a handful of major theories that people sort of latched onto. One was like the multi-dimensional theory that like all of this stuff like everything we've seen so far is some weird mishmash collection of the events that have unfolded from multiple different timelines and dimensions um candle cove or candleverse or whatever you want to call it being one um where things have supposedly gone a little better and they know more um the stuff we've seen on youtube being them a little on the back foot um it explains the discrepancies with like damsel's rescue and like how alex posted a video of the guy that supposedly died in the fire being alive later so there's that there's the whole like multi-dimensional take on this whole thing um and then there's what ultimately became the most popular theory and what we essentially, and I'll be 100% honest, I personally ascribed to this when it was ongoing, um, which is iteration theory, which all spawned from Jeff mentioning the word, you know, this iteration, um, which essentially posits that these four people, Jeff, Evan, Vincent, and Steph, um, either since the Mining Town 4 kids or maybe even before then, have lived multiple lives where this has happened to them. And like 
either they're reincarnated or they just like respawn or something or like restart and just go through it all again. And then the likelihood is that they eventually all die at some point and like taking the knowledge they gained from that run basically it's like it's like going through multiple runs in a roguelike or something and like they they have the knowledge that they gained from that run until they have to go back and do it again and then they're starting from point zero essentially that's a lot to uh think about <laughs> yeah. but i i was i was kind of sneaking up on that as an idea or at least something similar where they would they were taking the place of the people in the next timeline like every time warp they go through you would you would think if they were going to a different timeline or something like that they'd meet like the al- the alternative versions of themselves hmm. but my theory is that they're taking the place of those people and they're taking like whatever point in time that they're at Right. When they arrive, they now have that knowledge as well. Like okay. it, it's not so much like a straight restart as it is like, hey, you went through this tunnel and it took you back like weeks, months, mm. and you have knowledge from before, and now you're discussing it. Yeah. See, this is why I didn't. I don't feel like it. I'm getting too ahead of myself by throwing iteration theory at you at this point because. There's so much to discuss within that concept that like yeah there's so much and and at this point the whole like string theory version where like all of this is happening at the same time is also totally valid like yeah there's there's a lot um but one thing that we also sort of hinted at a while ago um, and we're coming up on an hour, so I want to quickly get through this so that we're not sort of s- stretching too far. Yeah. Um, is we have been directed at this point through ARG stuff to a sort of ancient, like Christian morality play called Everyman, um, and other morality and whatever fables. Um, and every man as as a stage play as well as some additions that have been made um essentially function as like a prophetic bible for this whole thing and it sort of lays out um roles for the characters which we've talked about before um that are are new characters in the play of Everyman, but loosely connect to our characters in EMH as well. I'm trying to find a link to that specifically so that I have exactly what is mentioned there. Hmm. Where is it at? 
Oh, there's also uh, we we kind of glazed over the fact that we got a bunch of habit lore because he hijacked. Can you see the words? And yeah, he uh, he forces victims to post about their experiences of him torturing and killing them and supposedly is working directly with Slenderman. Slenderman has this ability to keep people alive past the point that they would normally die. Would I mean, that's interesting in itself, because I always thought he was just like a supernatural force of destruction. But, um, well, I guess maybe not so much destruction, but like death in general like he he just no one survives <laughs> being yeah. near slenderman it's interesting to learn that he has like an ability to prevent you from dying yeah. I, I guess in in a sense where it's like you're immortal but not invincible so you're still like suffering yeah and it, it seems like habit is acting as like a cleanup crew almost because slenderman's whole thing is like he just steals kids for some inscrutable reason and um habit seems to be sort of the the like cleanup crew where he goes in and like completely eradicates the families so that there's like not any like loose ends yeah what well what's interesting is learning that they're working together considering like the fact that they they fought with each other on twitter yeah, something something has happened between the stories we hear about and now, clearly. I think that was like the most surprising thing to learn was that they were working together because this entire time I've been tr- treating them like they're uh, adversaries. Right. Ever since that original Twitter fight. God damn it, I cannot find... You know, I'm just going to search for it. Because I really specifically want to mention the the sort of the roles that are listed and the like prophecy that's laid out basically. Okay, so I'm not going to go into what pages of the actual play these were on, but the the prophecy goes essentially Enter the voyeur, the firebrand, and the guardian. The voyeur shall watch from an emotional distance, insisting upon maintaining their strength. The firebrand shall disregard obvious danger and assume the role of force. The guardian shall lose his heart and then his blood and fight to lose all he loves. The voyeur shall remain idle to all who see, however busy he he may be beneath. The firebrand shall lead an offense as he might, only to succumb to the war within. The firebrand shall defect and self-immolate, no longer defining the two within. Uh, the guardian shall defy a god, only to be dealt a fatal blow. The voyeur shall swallow justice's sword. Their world shall perish. Their world shall burn. You two are on this same sinking vessel. The great flood shall wash away all the ash, readying the world for another greater cycle. Exit all. So that is the added stage direction for the everyman play from the sounds of it it sounds like no matter what they do they're screwed pretty much and, 
Yeah, I, I think it's it's uh it's pretty telling that it ends with um the mention of the Great Flood, which is a theme we haven't been uh hearing about for a while, but is definitely still relevant. Uh the Great Flood shall wash away all the ash, readying the world for another greater cycle. So that's another point to iteration theory, basically. It's interesting because it's like they're talking about it's like the story of the Ark, basically. Yeah, I mean it, it is. It, it's probably pretty relevant that it is a Christian morality play. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have the voyeur, the firebrand, and the guardian, um, and there were discussions at the time of which of the guys is what because it's pretty clear that they're supposed to sort of line up. Um. I would say you're right on track. I, I personally don't think there's a lot of like ambiguity here, even though some people do think so. But yeah, you can go ahead and just say what you're thinking there, because I think you're pretty spot on. Uh, Vinny is the voyeur. Uh, Je- Jeff is probably the guardian. And I, I think Evan... Uh, did we make mention of like the 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 notations added onto it? Uh, what do you mean? Like the specific book that they find, or the play that they find, has like a- actual notations put into it, like written into it. Yeah, um, those extra players. Yeah, those are those are the things that I read out, and also, well, that's the stage direction. There are some small things that are actually added into the pages but um yeah it's it's not super relevant i don't know well i mean the firebrand yes is it, i'm thinking that's evan for sure oh well yeah <laughs> cuz he's like i don't know he meets everything with aggression basically he's yeah he can't control himself when it comes to that stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and now I'm wondering if like that's specifically him or a side effect of habit because it might just be him. He might just be that way. Well, it's interesting. One one thing that I think we have to, and I'm trying to zoom through this now because we don't have a lot of time left. Um, one thing that Habit posted on the Can You See the Words blog is very interesting because he forces somebody named Nicholas to basically describe himself as one of Habit's experiments. And basically he's he, you know, kills his family and like keeps his dog alive for some reason. Um it's it comes out that like it's revealed to Nick that his mother was raped to produce him and like habit eventually comes out and says like, it was me who did that. Like you've, you've been a product of me all along. Um, it eventually culminates in him, um, killing his dog. Um, and he describes it as if kind of like the guys describe killing the deer. Like it, it wasn't him. It was habit who was doing it, but like it was his body performing the actions. Um, And he ends the blog post saying um, 
he told me that he was preparing me to fight somebody and like i'm sorry whoever i'm supposed to be coming for but like i'm fucking huge and i'm tough and like you've got an issue coming um and yeah that was interesting and we know a character named nick yep <laughs> he was the original fake slenderman So that's an interesting little tidbit. Um, but I think that's where we should leave the discussion for now, unless there's anything you guys want to add. No, there's nothing pressing. And if we really need to, we can like come back and cover it when we have you know more time. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, there was a question, I believe, that was asked of us. Yes. Uh, so... Before we head out, I do want to do a little segment of questions and comments and such. And we did get a question on Twitter this time. Um, I don't know if you want your actual Twitter handle said, so I'll just uh, go by your like current username. Uh, Psychic Vampire asks, hey, here's a question for y'all. When you get finished with the series, do you think you'll check out and discuss different major theories like the Nightmind Explained videos and so on? Enjoying the pod so far. Well, thank you. Um, this is actually something I've been milling around in my head personally. Um, like, what do we do when the series is over and we've discussed it all? Um, I think right now we're kind of already getting into various theory discussions. So I think that'll happen as the series goes on and as it becomes relevant. Um, but there is stuff like um, the Nightmind videos, which, by the way, if you haven't checked them out, um, amazing. Uh, Nick Nocturne of the Nightmind YouTube channel has a whole like eight part explained series that, in my opinion, is just sort of the definitive EMH like primer. Like if you watch that whole series, if you didn't understand anything about the series, you will probably understand it by the end. I think he's spot on on everything. Um, chance you are not allowed to watch those. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm forbidden. Well, <laughs> until we're done with this, anyway. Until yeah. we're done. Um, but yeah, like I've I've thought of what we're gonna do afterwards. I mean, obviously, this podcast kind of has a shelf life. Um, there is a finale to this. It's not ongoing. We're gonna get to the end at some point, and like we'll decide then whether we want to like call it a day and close up shop or keep going but there are some things that we could discuss further um i'm sure we'll have at least one episode that's just sort of like a total review and theory discussion of like anything that's not explicitly answered by the end um and then there's also little things like they did a handful of q a's of like behind the scenes stuff totally out of character um, so those might be interesting to check out. Um, there's what is quite a famous uh, YouTube poop now called uh, Everything Manly Bird. Um, <laughs> it goes through the whole series in amazing meme YouTube poop format, and it's fucking hilarious. That's probably not a full episode's worth, but it might be worth checking out. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, there's options of, of episodes to do once we're done with the finale, but those are, those are kind of the main things I'm thinking right now, but yeah, chance is not allowed to watch Nightmind until we're, we're all the way done. 
But uh, if you, as a listener, are interested in just getting all the correct information before you're done watching this podcast, I would highly recommend it. And yeah, I would say that pretty much concludes the episode for today. Um, And before we leave, for those of us, or for those of you watching along with us, um, I will say our next batch of videos is going to be Noah all the way through to Jim Thorpe. Um, That will include some Tribe 12 stuff that may or may not be super relevant. I might include them in our personal watch list. I may not. We'll see. Um, It's a little bit smaller of a selection this time, just so we aren't completely inundated with uh, ARG stuff like this time. Um, so yeah, Noah through Jim Thorpe and, uh, yeah, that's it for this week. So we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye.